0: Welcome to the open paddock Rallycast. this is episode 68 for november 18th 2019 and in this show we help to usher in a new era in rally coverage in north america we're talking with warwick patterson dean campbell and chris Bowes, the men behind this weekend's live coverage of crc tall pines it's going to be a special special coverage we want you all to tune in and these guys are going to tell us all about it this is open paddock the Rallycast. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Open Paddock Rallycast. It has been a while since we've done a show. Apologies for that. You know, life gets in the way. I needed a little break. I gotta be honest. But with me is my co-host, who claims it's been such a long time since the last podcast, He's forgotten what to do. Welcome, Ian Holmes.
1: Ah, hello. Testing one two one two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got that been... out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> my dude. Come on. <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's, <laughs> it's been ages. What is it? Is what has it been? Three, four weeks? Yeah, you know, I know that. Uh, we've we've had the end of the end of the American rally season and the World Rally Championship. Sadly fizzled fizzled out. So um yeah, I've kind of like forgotten what rally is all about. So we need to need to get some good, exciting rally conversation going tonight.
0: Well we're definitely gonna be talking about that and a new way to follow rallying, uh, or at least an expanded way. And we're really excited that we're gonna have Warwick Patterson, Dean Campbell, and Chris Bose uh showing off what are telling us anyways what this new live coverage with this multi-home, multi-camera, a person in a studio and all that stuff uh, for Tall Pines Rally. It should be one heck of a live event and really looking forward to it. So when we come back, we'll be chatting with these guys and find out all the details. Right, and as I said in our intro, we have with us returning guests, Warwick Patterson and Chris Bowes, and new guest, Dean Campbell. I'm to start with you, Dean. How are you doing this evening, bud? Welcome to the show.
2: Uh, I'm great. This is very exciting. I'm happy to be here.
0: Well, I'm excited to have you here, uh, the voice of the Canadian Rally Championship, which is awesome. Uh, Warwick Patterson, how are you doing this evening? Evening. I'm excellent. Excellent, excellent. And Chris Bowes, you're here too. we got the whole clan.
3: That's it. We got all the CRC branches in the house.
0: Awesome. Well, <laughs> Chris, I'm going to pick on you. Uh, Tall Pines, an epic rally, long day, all kinds of exciting stuff going on from beginning to end. And you guys are doing something very special for this event. Some, I mean, live coverage has been kind of tried before or done in, in, in smaller ways, but you guys are going the extra mile for this one. Can you explain what Forti- Formula Photographic, along with uh, Bose Media, is going to be doing for this event?
3: Um, well, I mean, we've all seen, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen some of WRC Plus's live coverage and it's amazing and it's world-class and it's stellar, but at a national level, that kind of coverage, uh, and that level of streaming is basically impossible. We all know how hard it is to watch, um, rally in, on, in person and even harder to spectate from home. And what we've tried to do is we want to show what a national level live stream, um, at a rally could be, uh, and what that means for us is we have uh, up to the, up to the minute live tracking for scores and and of the cars. We have uh, two live cameras on the stages with uh, Dean as the voice of CRC and one of our favorite guests, um, James Drake, who's a Ontario rally expert and and an all around know it all. And, uh, and they're on site with their own cameras roaming the rally stages. Uh, we have Natalie Richard, multi-time Canadian uh, co-driving champion in a, in a studio in Toronto. Uh, we have a satellite truck that's helping us connect everything and make sure we have connectivity all over the place when we're traveling. And basically what we're trying to do is be the ultimate spectators and bring great coverage, some race action, but some actual very clever editorial abilities to explain to you what's happening in the rally and get you as good coverage as anyone could possibly get. So that's the Coles Notes version of what we're trying to present this weekend at uh, in Bancroft, Ontario, Canada.
0: So, Dean, I'm going to pick on you next. Uh, you're kind of the been the one man show I've seen at a lot of the Canadian rally championship events, roaming around the service park, maybe get into a stage or two to kind of show us what's going on. What's going to be different for you with this type of multi home live cameras everywhere, kind of a, a way of doing this thing.
2: I think the exciting part of all of this is that this is a chance for all of us to do something we've been talking about for a few years now. Um, the the media project in in Canada has been largely focused on television and and Warwick and Chris have been doing an amazing job along with the rest of the crew on that. Uh, as social media has expanded and live streaming became possible at a at a very accessible level, we've we've delved into that and I've been trying to do that and balance that against all the other social media digital media efforts, but we haven't been able to put the resources behind it anywhere near the way we're going to be able to this weekend. And I think that's really the most exciting part. I know, uh, as I said, this is something we've been talking about for years and, uh, now to have the resources to be able to put this together and really show what we all know we can do is, is, uh, is really thrilling for me.
0: And Warwick now I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to this camera stuff and, and you're the guy that knows this probably better than, than any of us here. Well, maybe you and Chris, uh, you got this multi-home kind of kind of camera thing where you guys going to be able to be in all these different places. How is that different from when you guys were doing stuff with, you know, launch control or when you're doing it for the uh, the recorded coverage uh, and how your crew is out there? How many cameras are you going to have? That kind of thing for doing this.
4: Yeah, well, I think it's important to realize that it's not going to be WRC+, plus where we have a camera in every car streaming and 10 trackside cameras and things like that. But... Um, For us, I think it's going to be really great to have um, two hosts out in the field, and then Natalie's going to be back in Toronto in a studio, acting as the anchor. So we have somebody kind of at home base who can be keeping track of scores, and while the hosts out in the field are moving position, she can be talking about the latest scores, we'll play some old content, like some history of Tall Pines segments, and then when the guys are ready out in the field, she'll throw to them and we'll have either stage side from spectator areas or the ceremonial start, things like that. So it's a much more dynamic atmosphere. Um, Chris is actually going to be in Toronto producing from that end. Adam and I will be in Bancroft helping produce. So it's it's a big team effort for sure. And we are also doing the television coverage, so we have our television crew as well. So I think all in, we have about 16 people at this rally.
0: Wow, that's that's a pretty big investment, uh, you know, even at the national scale. I mean, that's that's still pretty darn big. Um, y- you mentioned earlier that you plan on having some of the uh, live tracking kind of stuff going on. Um, so we, we've we done kind of some live tracking before, but it was a little bit different, I think, with some of the ARA events and whatnot. Can you tell us what's different with what you're planning on doing with the tracking and uh, live timing for this one? Yeah, well,
4: actually, um, Canadian what? Championship just implemented a rule that all national level rallies now have to have live scoring based on from the tracking suppliers. Um, so that's a big advantage now because not only will it track the cars, um, the scoring has to be up to date and reliable. Um, so that's that's going to help. Um, and what?
3: And what we're doing with that is we're, we're integrating that into the broadcast. So um, depending on what we're covering at service, you'll get to see the latest scores as they've come in up to now. Uh, and we'll be able to relay those scores in, in real time to Dean and to James on the ground, who can then ask questions about the scoring to the drivers. So you can have this sort of multi-level thing happening. And then when we are on stage side, um, James and, and uh, Dean may be in the same place at the same time or sometimes some are going to be at the middle of a stage and some at the end or at the beginning, uh, trying to give you coverage from various parts of the stage. And we'll be able to re- relay stage times of that actual stage. So as cars finish, we'll be able to give updates and that information will be pertinent to the guys on the ground who are trying to tell you the story. So uh, you'll get Uh, all these sort of levels, which is something that requires a little more planning and we've been working, you know, we owe, we should, we should emphasize that um, this is an initiative that we've put together on our, on our own to try to, you know, show what streaming could be in North America uh, at a, at a more reasonable budget. and. and we've got partners like uh, TV2Go has been brought on as a technical partner, the former broadcaster of the Canadian Rally Championship uh, and my former employer. They've come on and offering their satellite connectivity and, and we've been working with CDN Rally and Easy Track to uh, integrate the scoring so it happens in real time. So we have live leaderboards um, on the broadcast as it's happening. So those, those parts, that's what's new to this streaming. Um, in the past when we've had live streaming coverage, Dean has done an outstanding job bringing you guys the story, but we've done it from a cell phone or from a small camera. And, and the story was compelling at that point. So we're not worried about delivering that story. What we're, what we're adding to it is the number of locations we can hit, the, the deeper in the woods that we can attain by having that satellite truck and those connectivity options, and the ability to integrate the live scoring so that people that are on the ground that are trying to tell the story actually have the pieces of the puzzle to do so
1: well so so how long has this this idea been in the planning then because i mean you've got you guys you've got natalie you've got 16 other people i think you said this isn't the sort of thing you just wake up on a monday morning and decide to do it the following weekend is it there must have been there must be a lot of a lot of a lot of uh, thinking about this on a long gestation time to get this whole thing to, to, to work together.
4: I think Dean alluded to the fact that we've been talking about this for years um, of what could be um, this year's project, probably really only a month and a half, I think. Maybe two mm-hmm. months now. Um, yeah, one of the, one of the big pieces of the puzzle was um, Lawrence Parting from, from, from TV2Go is super passionate about Rally and has always wanted to do live mm-hmm. and um i guess we kind of felt the time was right to take them up on the technology offer and make this something that happens
2: yeah and it's been it's been as as we've said it's been a few years of looking at how we could do things differently learning with each step along the way in each iteration of our own development and understanding the pieces we'd want to pull in Um, to take things even further. So now when this offer came along, we knew we were able to move quickly because we knew these are the pieces we need. This is how the plan would come together. These are the elements we'd want to do the job we know we can do.
3: And one of the critical points here is, you know, at the end of the day, uh, all three of us uh, own businesses and we're trying to uh, show a proof of concept. This is this is comes at a time and at a place in in Canadian and U.S. rally where we think the appetite might be there and maybe the financial supporting could be there for this type of project. Before this point, we kind of thought, well, you know, the, the, the sponsors aren't looking at this and maybe they're not ready. And we feel like we're on the cusp of, of a change in North American rally, and this could be one of those, uh, those options. And that's why we're investing the time and the energy. And we hope that, you know, at the end of the day that the fans at tune into this and check it out um, think that it was worth it and think that they got good coverage out of it and it was worth their time um, you know we're going to be live from 8 in the morning till 4 p.m eastern time and then we'll go back live at seven thirty till the end of the rally so we're going to spend over 10 hours live with everyone and you know we, we hope that people will just put it on their smart tv and let it be running in the background while they vacuum their living room. You know, we just, we <laughs> want to be part of your weekend and we hope people will do that.
0: Raking leaves. That's what I'll be doing. Okay. Raking <laughs> leaves. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm just looking forward to uh Dean looking like a secret service agent with the uh, little earbud in, listening to uh, what's coming in with the timing.
2: Well, it'll be really interesting. Um, that's an element that I'm going to have to adapt to. And it, it's going to be, um, you know, usually I can just hear myself talk and I don't have to listen to anybody else in the moment. So it'll be it'll definitely be a fun challenge. But it's going to be great to have that level of support and know that um, every detail is is being covered off. It's going to be great. Yeah, to
0: interact so, with, oh, go even ahead. more voices in his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even more. <laughs> right, right. Well, I will say one thing, Dean, from my limited experience over here, working with a secondary person is nice because you get a break. You can think of what the next thing is to say.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I mean, last year, James Drake and I co-hosted and, and James and I have known each other for a long time. We were roommates about 10 years ago. And um, it's it's great to have that other person. It's also great to have that rapport with another person as well. And we've both known Natalie for a long time. And it is exciting to be doing this with friends and people we all know really, really well. It's going to
0: be, I think, very natural. Well, and the knowledge base among the three of you is just, wow. Yeah, you, you, guys, you guys live, breathe, love rally, and guys and gals, I should say, with Natalie. It just, I, I'm really excited for this. But I also want to know, why would you pick Tall Pines as the place to try this experiment?
3: Um, I mean, it's it's not it's not too difficult to figure out. It's pretty close to the Bose Media Office, which is in Montreal. It's about a four-hour drive. TV2Go is located in Toronto. We'll be using their uh, their control room and their satellite technology to connect the cameras when the uh, sal- when the cell phone connection for the cameras don't work. So they're our hub and they're about three and a half hours from Tall Pines. Um, So that magic combination with the fact that it's a one day event, which means we're we're not repeating the technology day after day, um, um, makes for a cost effective, what is essentially a public test and 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 it's we're we're using it as a proof of concept. And we the fans are using it for the best coverage they're gonna get in North America for the whole year. And uh, the proximity is just ideal for that situation. And the one other thing is, you know, our technical partner, TV to go, they're also out there trying to prove something. And uh, Tall Pines has got good cell phone connections in places and very poor connectivity in others. And that's actually a reward for them. They want to show that the technology works on their end, and and we want to show that we can use that technology to tell a great story.
1: Now, now I'm woeful. Wo- I'll admit I'm woefully ignorant on the subject of uh, Canadian rallies. So, uh, give me a, a short preview of what Tall Pines is like. I mean, I assume it's maybe a forest rally, but uh, yes, what? <laughs>
3: I mean, it's just like American Rally, but more polite.
2: <laughs> Maybe a little colder, a little icier. Um, a lot of people say Rally of the Tall Pines is the one where you bring all your tires. And we've seen, I think, every kind of condition from warm, wet, and muddy to dry to icy and snowy. Um, and and that even within um, even within a single year's event, actually, I think so it's uh it's very challenging um I think Warwick or Chris can probably remember what what David Higgins has had to say about the event, but I know he he felt quite positively about it too it's um it's a real challenge and it's uh it's a long, long day that um we don't often see uh one or two day events with quite the length of stages and quite the demanding roads all compacted into uh, into such a tight schedule. So it's, it's really demanding of everybody involved. I think that's part of the magic of Tall Pines. Uh,
1: yeah, so Tall so Pine, what? Oh, sorry, go on. Go
3: I, th- I was gonna say Tall Pines uh, is sort of like a, a different monster every year. Um, we've had years where it's actually pretty dry and it's it's just sort of like hard packed uh, uh, dirt. And, and then some of the roads really have that sort of Finland, lots of jumps and crests kind of uh, feel to them. Um, but most years, it's sort of a, a winter conditions, summer ditches, sort of rally. Uh, it's a it's a long day starts at 8 a.m. and does and usually the podium's happening at 11:00 11:30 at night. Um, the rally really doesn't really get going, and 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 if you are leading before sundown, it 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 really says very little about your standing in the race because uh, the night changes everything. It's a true treacherous. Uh, I think it's a little bit of an old school rally. Uh, I know the organizers take great pride in that and it's a rally that runs like clockwork year after year and uh, it's an excellent rally for people who want to spend their time in the car uh, and care less about the after party because <laughs> they're, they're not going to be much. They're going to be going to bed at the end of this. Thing.
4: It's, it's one of those rallies where drivers either love it or hate it.
1: So what's the weather for? So, what's the weather forecast for for the weekend? And what kind of monster are you going to have for an event? Do you know?
3: Uh, the weather looks like it's going to be uh, floating around uh, freezing. Just above Mm -hmm. during the day and just below at night, but very little temperature variation, which I think is actually kind of unusual for tall pines. Usually you're putting your spring jacket on in the day and uh, your heavy winter coat by night, and there's a big temperature drop. And a lot of teams are watching the the slushy gravel turn to ice, and it's a real problem. I don't think we're going to see that this year. I think we're going to see some gravelly roads with a bit of snow and maybe some icy patches. But I think the conditions should stay predictable throughout the day, which I think is the first time in a few years that we've seen that at Pines.
4: Yeah. yeah I, I got to Ontario yesterday it was a bit of a shock to arrive to winter. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> snow on the ground in Ottawa and it's uh, well below freezing. Or it was yesterday anyways. Um, but yeah, the, the weather looked pretty, pretty good for the week kind of. Around freezing, yeah. possibly some precipitation, but nothing major. See, what's
3: happening right now is all the Canadians are trying to turn it into Fahrenheit. We can't figure it out. We know it's <laughs> going to be a high of one and a low <laughs> of minus three. That's what's happening. That's why we're like, oh, the conditions are almost freezing. <laughs> but what could it.
2: happen, too, is the there's some of the stage roads are, are more heavily traveled, or county roads, that kind of thing, or municipal roads cottage roads and so on and then other ones um turn into snowmobile trails in the winter and they tend to be more sheltered they don't get the same sun exposure so if there's going to be ice that's where it'll be um Mm -hmm. uh, where the other roads may be a little drier a little more well maintained so um you know as we've said it can it can change year to year it can change
4: stage to stage even and this year for the first time in a long time there's a new stage so that's exciting
0: too so I'm guessing there's not going to be a run on the last remaining AO34s then for this one.
4: Well, there has been. There's been like posts on forums going. Anybody have AO34s? Because <laughs> um, you do have to bring every single tire. So,
1: yeah. So the, these the, the conditions sound like it's not going to be too extreme, then. So you're not expecting the weather to cause you any any problems, because I mean you. It's all. It's all. Everything's going to be new for you. So uh, I guess you're hoping for. A nice, evenly temperatured day with no, no extremes of of weather. So, uh, is yeah, this, it, is is
3: the wind. this is a win. This is a win for us for sure. I mean, it doesn't bother me either way. I'm going to sit in the control room for for the whole time. But uh, it is the the conditions are on our side this year. It's nice for us. Uh, it's tough when you go to Tall Pines because it is sort of like an 18 hour day. And when it starts at minus 18 and it's going to rise to minus seven, and then drop back to minus 18. It's it, it's difficult and it's hard on the gear. It's hard on the batteries. It's hard on the people. People get worn out, and it's it's a slog. Tall pines can be um, unpleasant for cameramen, um, but this this year I think it's going to be quite uh, quite reasonable. So that's good, and so we can focus on the job at hand, which is telling a good story, uh, and trying to be live as long as possible, and letting people uh, take it all in.
4: And Dean and James's lips won't like freeze. I've been there when
0: it's cold enough that you can like barely talk. Yeah, ouch. Well, that's good. So, tell us about entries. Um, Who should be we should be watching for this weekend? Then Uh, Dean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, we we all compare notes um, prior to the rallies, and and we make our choices right to kind of see who uh, who uh, who can make the best picks. So, I think that. I don't know. if Do any of us want to announce our picks yet? I'm not sure that we're... No. Well, I mean... <laughs> Leo's got
3: to be just, up there. Yeah. Yeah, Leo's up there. Uh, so there's there's... Right now, I believe, the last time I saw, there was 26 entries... On the list, which is uh, which is interesting, and uh, the usual contenders are not in attendance. So what you have is people who either haven't rallied that much as of late, like Crazy Leo, who who could who are is clearly fast, but we haven't seen him on the stages in a while, and he has a new co-driver. So we'll we'll have to watch how that uh, plays out. Uh, I believe a last-minute entry, uh, and that I don't even know if everyone has realized in, in this phone call, uh, but Connor Martel is coming to Tall Pines um, in an open-class Subaru. So, you know, can't count Vermont sports car out. He's going to be a contender for the, for the weekend. And then you have uh, Simon Vessin, who has uh, won the event as a co-driver with his father, been on the podium as a driver himself, uh, lost the championship last year, um at tall pines um and and had helped for a better result uh, this is a guy who can drive and who knows this event and knows how hard it is uh and from there there's a good 10 because the top contenders aren't there there's a good 10 cars that can win this thing quite honestly um and i don't think anyone's ready to put their money on anyone just yet
2: yeah i think it's a it's an interesting event because the championship is is where it's at so um, this event is one where people can really show up and just no holds barred go for the victory overall. So, you know, Crazy Leo, Connor Martel, both both great contenders. There's a guy like Mikhail Arsenault who's been a bit wild in the past, but has really started to show some maturity and speed. And whether whether he'll hang on to that to uh, to do well and finish on the podium, or whether he'll um, really attack. Flat out, it'll be interesting to see how something like that pans out. Nicolas Laverdiere, who's run the event a bunch, uh, is in an open-class uh, Mitsubishi. So He yeah. won the last
3: round in Charlevoix. Yeah,
2: so he's coming
3: yeah. off a big win. Uh, it's taken him a long time to come back from his crash a year, and almost two years ago at Paris-Neige. And uh, for him to come back now and take that win and and seemingly have a car that he feels is sorted out, he could also be quite a contender this weekend. It's, and then
2: two wheel drive so has got some out. some great entries too. I mean, Philippe Benoit has been incredibly fast in his Mini, and Pat Seer and Dan Seer in their uh, in their Toyota 86, their um, former Formula Drift car. They're uh, they're a fan favorite. They really like to hang it out, and everybody in the spectator area loves that too. So it'd be, yeah, it'd be great to see how it how it shakes out.
4: the The often years the nickname for this event is the Rally of the Tow Truck. And there's been there's been years <laughs> where like like ten cars finish. So who knows? Like it's one of those events where a surprise winner could come along and just upset everybody if people have problems.
3: So Mike, when you figure out who you're betting on, let me know, would you?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not gonna. <laughs> Actually, I'll say it right now. Uh, Simone Vincent. I think he's gonna. He'll stay on the road. Others will have issues. There we go.
4: He's had a year to work on his car, too, so it might be fresh and ready.
0: I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah, you know, like I said, he came so close to the championship, I think it would be a good win for him. So there we go.
3: He's definitely a disciplined driver. I think that this event suits him. Uh, his strategy is also often to wait till the night stages come about. And when people start faltering, he, he survives. Uh, that can work in your favor, but sometimes you, uh, you wait a little too long and you lose out on the opportunity to pounce. And, um, you never know when you play that game, it's worked out for him in the past. It's not worked out for him in the past. So, uh, you can expect that to be a strategy and, and, in a field of people who have not necessarily all run tall pines quite as much, uh, it might work for him.
0: Awesome. So again, everybody needs to tune in eight o'clock AM Eastern time. Is that right?
3: That's
0: right, yeah. Eastern Time. All right, 8 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and then, of course, the, the where you watch it from? Is it going to be from the social media streaming? Is it going to be like YouTube streaming? Is it going to be Facebook? Uh, where are going people going to be tuning in to actually watch the live stream?
4: So the easiest place to go is live.crcrally.com. Um, we'll put all the links and embed what we can on there. Um, but, yeah, it'll be on Facebook and YouTube. Um, I think we're trying to get an audio stream going, too, um, in case you're out in the woods and have low data.
0: That'll help me while I'm making leaves. Perfect. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. there
3: you go. Basically, uh, if, you, if you follow the CRC's social channels, uh, you shouldn't miss it, um, but it's available just about everywhere we can stream.
2: Awesome. One of the great things we'll be able to do, too, especially with the extra, extra help, each of the each of the hosts has a dedicated producer. Is we'll be monitoring as well what comments and questions people are asking. So while you're ask, while you're watching, let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what you're wondering about or if there's somebody in particular you want interviewed because we've got more capacity than ever before to, to uh, do those sorts of things.
0: Well, now that's brilliant. I'm definitely looking forward to that. So folks that are tuning in can actually like on the Facebook or whatever, uh, through those different channels, can actually ask questions and either get them answered or uh, get get that person talked to. That's great. I yeah. love that. And
3: yeah, Natalie in the studio will actually have a, a monitor uh, facing her where she'll get to see the comments coming in. So uh, if she can't respond, she can say, hey, I've got a question from Melbourne uh, asking this and, uh, and can relay it to the guys on site, and they can get the answer. So it's, it's going to be interesting. We're, we're trying to uh, help keep the connection going between uh, the people watching, and, uh, and we hope that everyone has lots of questions, because often uh, we could use them.
0: Um, wow. Again, thank you guys for coming on and telling us about this awesome live product that you plan on producing. I hope the most success for this thing, and that everybody sees what the potential is for this type of... Of, of live product and we can see it maybe used uh, throughout North America. I think that would be really, really cool. Wow. I, I'm just super excited.
3: Well, we re- really appreciate it, Mike. You know, um, we've con- come on here talking about launch control in the past and, and you guys have been really great supporters of us and we appreciate you giving us the space, this, this time to uh, talk about this, uh, this live endeavor. We really appreciate it. We appreciate the support.
0: All right. Well, good luck, Warwick to Dean, to James Drake, to Natalie, to you, uh, Chris Bowes, um, and tv to go uh, Lawrence Partington there. I, I, again, I hope it all comes out really well. We look forward to watching it. And again, everybody, tune in 8 o'clock Eastern time. I'll be getting up early to make sure I tune in because I'm on the West Coast. And uh, yeah, looking forward to Tall Pines. Kick ass, guys. Thanks, Mike. Thanks very much. Awesome. All right, we'll chat with you later. Talk
1: to
0: you soon. Well, I'd like to thank again our guests from Formula Photographic and Bose Media and, of course, uh, Dean for being on the show and uh, talking about what they plan on doing for Tall Pines. But we're going to talk about some other rallying and stuff in the news because, again, it has been a while since we've done a show. And, and again, apologies for that. Um, One reason why I haven't done one is I was uh, busy running up north to the Shelton area with some of the roads similar to what's used for um, the Olympus rally. And they had a Mm -hmm. regional called Tour de Forest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm interested to uh, find out about about this event. I was watching the uh, watching a lot of the the coverage that you were doing as cars passed passed by, and it seemed like you were like on a foggy mountainside in the middle of nowhere. What was what was it like out there?
0: <laughs> That's a pretty apt description right there. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tour de Forest. It's four stages. So you know, one thing I've noticed in, in past regionals I've been to is it's usually like one or two stage roads and run up and back multiple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one was done a bit Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very common, very common. And in this case, we used to have the Mount Hood rally um, was one that I, when I was a volunteer, I used to go volunteer that one, tried to do some coverage stuff then. And uh, that was many years ago. And we used to be able to use those roads out there just outside of Mount Hood. But uh, yeah, same road up and back multiple times all day long. In this case, one day event still starts early in the morning. This isn't... And when you're talking about all-day event, we mean all-day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they do recce uh, in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not the organizer-provided notes thing. It's yeah. you have to do recce. do your own notes. <laughs> yeah. And they, so you're getting up at five thirty six in the morning, and they've mm-hmm. got a open recce uh, until, like, noon or something like that. And first car out was, like, at 1 p.m., and they run four stages, come back, do a single service, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's an hour-long service. So they give them a long yeah. time for service. Mm-hmm. Then you do... It's full dark by then, because yeah. at this time of year. And then they do the four stages again. In the so, dark. In the dark. So mm-hmm. they're able to have enough volunteers and crew out there to do four simultaneous stages twice. And that's really cool to see. Mm-hmm. Um, part of that's because, you know, the the forest roads they can use out there is their partner with uh, with Green Diamond, who is their uh you know the guy that that up there that runs that stuff you, you, the uh the forestry place there he knows those roads he used to rally and uh works with the organizers and so it's really cool uh Rick I think his name and yeah amazing roads that they get to use so one of them the very first stage we're on is called Dayton and you climb up to this ridgeline and Me and uh, Tedrick, our photographer friend, went up to the top of the ridgeline because we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get this great view. You can see the cars approaching from down below before they come up to the top. This is going to be awesome. All right. It's, uh, you know, morning. He wrecked those roads uh, ahead of time. I showed up a little later having to drive farther from uh, Mm -hmm. Oregon. And, you know, get there and uh, all right, Tedrick, let's uh, get ready to head out. Then the clouds started moving in. And it started drizzling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we go to drive out there on the stage, and as we start driving up, you're in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> um. And we get up to the top, and it kind of clears up a little bit where we are, but everything mm-hmm. below us is just socked in. You yeah. can't mm-hmm. see nothing. It's, uh, And that was during the daylight part. You mm-hmm. can only see still, I don't know, probably about uh, you know 100 yards at most, and it, it was definitely foggy. Uh, the mm-hmm. roads were slick because it rained earlier. Uh, some spots were rough. But, uh, yeah, some tricky, tricky conditions. 46 entries, by the way. How many? Regional with wow. 46 entries. I think they had planned on, like, 30. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they, they busted Gosh, uh, that. The
1: national rallies would be happy with an entry field of 46, wouldn't they? Oh, hell yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Uh, 45 cars. And then we had the one UTV by, uh, Brandon Semenuk. So it was great to see Brandon come down from, uh, up in, uh, British Columbia. So he, he's always very competitive. Um, so yeah, we had him, we had, uh, Ryan Booth trying out the R5 yeah. first time using that in competition mm-hmm. in the wet. Mm-hmm. Um, it was interesting cause he had Leon Jordan sitting next to him instead of, uh, Rihanna Gelsomino, who's been yeah. his longtime co-driver. So that was, that was something different there. Um. We had Warwick Patterson on, on the show just a little bit ago. He was out in his Mark 1 Classic Escort, so it was great mm-hmm. to see that out there. Uh, the wonderfully silly sideways uh, Dave Clark and his M3 uh, BMW. Always fun. Uh, we had... Uh, and John you picked Hill a corner the to Mark show two it. Escort. Yeah. We had all yeah. kinds of classics out there, and I'm not done with the classics part yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you
1: picked a good <laughs> corner to show the tail out, uh, tail out action as well, didn't you? Where you were,
0: we, we did. We did find uh, a good corner, but then as we started working back towards the car, because we wanted to get to more stages, as you always want to do. That's a that's mm-hmm. a tough thing. You get into a place where you get good view of things, and that means if you want to get to another stage, especially with it's just a one day rally, you've yeah. Okay, from here, stage one, maybe I can make it to stage four if I'm lucky and get to the very end of stage four just before the cars start running. That's the kind of thing that's a big challenge. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, there's actually a minor delay on stage two or three or something like that, which allowed us to do that. <laughs> we, so we were working back towards the car uh, so that way we could be ready as soon as green light the uh, sweep trucks. As soon as they went by and said, you're cleared to go, we hightailed it as quick as we th- could through the rest of that stage. Yeah. Um, obviously, at a safe speed. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, and uh, then made it to the end of stage four. And stage four, we're in the last couple of S turns before the flying finish there. A tricky set of corners. Again, it was getting drizzly, and the fog was in there among the trees this time instead of up mm-hmm. in a clearing. Yeah. And uh, you could always see the, already see the light pods on, and it was getting darker and darker. Uh, the little video bits I got from my phone lie because it falsely brightens the background, yes. right, to get it yep. on video. Yeah, it was a mm-hmm. lot darker than that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was... It was it was getting pretty dark near the near the last few cars uh, that were coming through, and, uh, and then it was just night stages from there. Um, so, but yeah, when we were working back towards the car, unfortunately, we uh, for that first stage, unfortunately, you're kind of on the straight stretch, not the kind of fun corner section anymore and so i mean you got some cars going by at a good clip for part of it but uh, not as interesting when it's a straight stretch as it is when you're on one of the fun corners but that allowed us to get to the car and then get to another stage so
1: yeah you know, yeah now you said that it was a, it was a long day there with the guys starting at like five o'clock in the morning with recce and i saw um i saw pictures of the guys with the uh, a lot of the co-drivers with their headlamps on like making the making the notes as they went out and so how how what was the stage mileage for this event then
0: Oh wow, that's a good question. Um, it was pretty good, uh, uh-huh. from what I recall. Since so here, oh, does it say it on the? No, it doesn't say what what it is here. So, I I, I think the first stage was like eight miles long or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think there was a a, a a couple of eight mile stages, eight or ten mile stages, and a couple like five mile stages. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Pretty
0: good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. I I, I mean, they're proper stages, though. I mean, these Uh were, yeah, again, not just up and back kind of thing. It was, you got to see it (laughs) once, and you got to see it once in the dark. You know, (laughs) that's it. So uh, a proper challenge, for sure. Everybody was saying that this was the biggest challenge I think they've ever had at a a rally um, here in the Pacific Northwest, because then it got dark, and it was foggy. Mm-hmm. And so many uh, competitors, once they started that night loop of stages, were just having to tiptoe their way through. Uh, we were back on that first stage, which ended up being stage five at that point. Yeah. And me and Tedric and I can't wait to see his photos, by the way, but we went over that ridge to the backside where there's another big clearing. And we parked up on a ridge and hiked down where they had uh, logged off the ridge line. So we hiked down in the dark down the ridge line and got just above where the cars would be racing right below us. We were probably about, you know, uh, 5, 10 feet elevated above the road.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And anyways, where we were there, we were below where the fog was or, or where the, you know, the cloud layer was. Yeah. So the cars would make it over the top, past that uh, sweeping corner you saw in some of those videos. And they'd come down and around, and they'd break free, and then we could see them, I swear, for a whole mile because they'd come down past us, take this kind of left-hand sweeping uh, turn, just kind of go off into the distance. The car is kind of echoing off the canyon wall, and then they'd make another right turn back into the forest where it got dense again, the lights disappearing, and by the time that happened, another car was coming. It was just epic. Just one of those things that's just a, a sight for the eyes, to, mm-hmm. and, and of course the senses of the ears, too, being out there. Um, I got one pretty good video, which has, um, I think, Brian Rogers uh, going by in his Evo, followed uh, by uh, Garth Ankeny in his wonderfully sounding uh, little Toyota Starlet, uh, 81 Starlet. And just the sound of those cars just echoing and just going on and on. It's just, wow, that was pretty cool. But uh, before that point, though, going up to the top of the hill, there were some cars that literally uh, stopped and pulled over and waited for somebody to go buy them so they could follow the tail
1: lights. <laughs> That's a clever idea. Yeah, exactly. Not, not not done that before then. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah big
0: challenge. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, like I said, great event. Um, we ended up having um, Ryan Booth ended up coming up over- with the overall win in the R5. So good for yep. him. Uh, Brandon Semenuk was leading, but uh, he unfortunately. I think it was, uh, somewhere in the last loop, um, ended up rolling the, uh, UTV. So, uh, unfortunate for him. Uh, but yeah, he, he was, he was pushing it. You know, he's never slow. We know that. But, uh,
1: so. Didn't you have a a car on fire during this?
0: We did. Yes. Uh, the Red Scare team, uh, Russian guys, (laughs) uh, they they jokingly call it the Red Scare team. Um, uh, I'm forgetting the car number here uh, off the top of my head. But um, I think it's Vadim Sovieski? I think that's it. Um, he he ended up... Uh, there we go. Car 360. It's on the, on the timing list here. Yeah. They ended up having a, a fire under the hood. Couldn't get it out. You know, sometimes, you know, oil or fuel or something, you know, starts mm-hmm. catching fire. And uh, they ended up having to call the fire department and uh, get that put out by them. So, but quick response from local fire department. Everything was contained. Nobody was hurt. Car probably done, but... You know, cars can be replaced. Yeah. So, uh, tough luck, though. Kind of sucks. But, uh, but yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, as far as major drama, that was probably mm-hmm. the biggest thing that happened. You know, you had a bunch of little dramas of people last-minute fixing their cars um alex chadney had a puncture on that stage four we were on and ended up limping his uh three working tires back to service and uh or, or did the change after that at the end of the stage but got back to service found, had broken steering arms and things like that ryan booth even had an issue he had broken power steering so uh, he got to learn how to deal with that that was new for him um sam albert Christos Kukas, they were fighting some uh, electrical or tuning issues i could say because they Mm-hmm. had a uh engine change um not too long before this rally and they, they just didn't have a, enough time for the proper shakedown of their car they came in second overall though so good job by them um then in third place actually believe it or not third place overall was a historic mark ii escort yeah that's right john <laughs> hill's mark ii escort with uh, billy Irvin. they ended up third overall so great job by those folks um yeah, just, again, a, a fun rally, all kinds of classics out there, lots of locals and regionals, yet here we had some uh, national folks with uh, Sam Albert and Ryan Booth and stuff like that. So, yeah, great, great group of people out there. I, I love these regional rallies because not only is it a little more laid back, mm-hmm. I mean, it's intense in that there's a lot that happens in a day, but the yeah. atmosphere is a little bit more laid back. Um mm-hmm people aren't as concerned like uh we ended up actually having uh down in the uh, down on the back um uh was Patrick Darrow and uh Blake Lind. Blake Lind was actually co-driving so it was Blake Lind's car with um mm-hmm. the primitive guys. And yeah. then when we were at the night stages we suddenly saw that car go by really fast and I'm like there's no way that that's being driven by Darrow at that point. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Turns out, yep, they had switched seats. But that's something some of the regional guys can do. You know, somebody who wants to, you know, change seats and uh, mm-hmm. give it a shot. And so, uh, anyways, just fun to see that, again, Relax atmosphere. It's not for, you know, a championship in that case. Although there was regional championship up for grabs. Mm-hmm. You know, y- you're going for a regional championship yourself, right?
1: Uh, yeah, kind, well, kind of sort. Yeah, I'm I'm sitting third in regional co-drivers yeah, on the yeah. East. So, but, there's... but it's
0: a thing. and It's something you try mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so yeah. uh, I think uh, it ended up that we had... Um, oh, gosh, who was it? I think, trying to think back through who it was, I think Matt Brassfield and Christy Berg ended up pulling off uh, the overall regional championship. Um, I'm not a hard sure because I don't think ARA's posted the final for that, uh, for the regional scores yet, but... Yeah, so they just did a nice, steady, don't-be-stupid-out-there kind of weekend and yeah. uh, ended up uh, coming out with... I mean, I think they, fin- they finished, like, 17th overall, so they obviously were not pushing it at all <laughs> this weekend. We know that he's been a lot faster than that in the past, so... But, yeah, when you're going for a championship, you're going for a championship. It's a different kind of drive, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've rambled on a lot about this uh, Tour de Forest, and... <laughs> Let's talk about uh, some other rallying that's been going on.
1: Uh well, first, I'd like to um like to do a little acknowledgement of the passing of some something of a hero of mine when I was growing up and that was uh, Russell Brooks, the uh, British rally driver who competed, yeah, he competed in the 70s to the to the 80, 80s which was like ty- kind of like the period where I was like really getting interested in rally i mean the whole structure of the rally championships was a lot different back in those days there wasn't a world rally championship per se so you you can't say that uh, well he'd never had any world rally championship wins but he this was a time when actually the rally in great rally championship the british rally championship was so highly regarded that the world's top drivers came and competed in England. We're talking like Bjorn Waldegard, Hannu Mikkola, Ari Vartanen, people, people like that. They came and competed in the British rally championship. And, uh, so he had many victories in the British rally championship against these guys. So he competed in England I guess with top notch competition, competition and won, yeah. You know, and I think that though the thing he's going to be remembered most for is his sponsorship deal. Now he, uh, in nineteen seventy four, he signed a deal with with Andrews Heat for hire, and that's a portable heating company. You know, industrial industrial heaters. Now this this advertising deal this sponsorship deal it's it really is to this day quoted is it's a benchmark for all other sponsorship deals uh when originally when the uh, company signed si- signed up to sponsor russell they had they well had there they had a turnover of like 1.5 million dollars 1.5 million pounds sorry and then they they kept sponsoring him through 1991 and by that time the company's turnover was 60 million pounds as the result he got them at the ground level basically got them at the ground level and they went from a small company to like a company that was turning over 60 million quid and yeah i mean that's an eleven, twelve. I was 74, 84 to ninety-one. So that's sixteen, seventeen years. A six. I mean, you, you don't have a sixteen, seventeen-year sponsorship deal anywhere in any form of motorsport these days, do you? Uh,
0: unless you're Roger penske
1: <laughs> Unless you're Roger penske of course. Right. Yeah, and yeah, that'd you, be you pretty own, much <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that was uh that was quite. So that that deal changed the face of rallying in, in a way you know it's, it made people because even in, in england sponsorship wasn't a thing before then you know so to 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 take to take a take a sponsor and bring them th- bring them through like that it, uh, it it's it helped change the face of the, the sports sponsorship that's for certain so and i think the what what, what you remember is the uh the blue red yellow and white livery of uh, of his cars that was on the uh, ford escort and the opal mantas that he used to drive uh, in fact he, you know the rally truck wears a livery inspired by the andrews heat for hire oh really yep that's i mean when when scott came to me and said i want he said i want to paint the rally truck in these colors and he showed me a picture of Russell Brooks' Opal Manta. I'm going like, you do realize that guy is one of my heroes.
0: Ah, oh, how fitting!
1: And so yeah, it's it's it so it was quite cool that we actually we actually have actually painted it in those colours. And a uh, little bit sad now that, of course, that Russell has passed on. But uh, I'm keeping the I'm keeping the memory of my hero going, which is really <laughs> cool. And, and we actually. We actually have the approval of Russell Brooks's son, because uh, we were talking. I was talking on one of the Facebook groups about the passing of Russell, and uh, I said, "Yeah, I'm, even though I'm here in America, I d- grew up, d- I grew up uh, loving Russell, and uh, we've now got our rally truck painted in these colors. And I posted a picture, and Russell Brooks's son posted a comment underneath it: "That looks awesome."
0: Oh, that's that's gotta feel good.
1: Yeah, so that feels really good. So, so yeah. So sad that uh, Russell Brooks has passed on. He was a thoroughly nice guy, and when I was reading all the mem the memories of people in these Facebook posts, he was he was so well liked in the uh, in the British rally community. So uh, he's gonna be gonna be sadly missed.
0: Well, um, another thing. Speaking of classic rallying. Have you heard about this Roger Albert Clark rally?
1: Mm, yeah, I, I have. Yes, that's coming up in is it this weekend or next week? It's coming it up soon. It's coming it?
0: this weekend. Uh yes. so the same weekend as Tall Pines. it mm-hmm. will be a very long, the as you talked about, classic style of rallying. Yeah, it's this is twelve hundred miles total
1: just like the old rac rally used to be when again that's like it's cool it's making me sound old but you know it's it's going back to what it was like when i was when i was growing up you know i've you'd start down in you start down in the south of the country in somewhere like bristol and then you would drive up through birmingham and york and newcastle and into scotland and then you'd come down the west coast of the country and into wales and do a lot of those welsh stages that actually appear in uh Wales Rally GB before ending somewhere like Cardiff. I mean, this this was like a three, four day event and you would you would drive round the clock. You know, you didn't come back to a service. You headed from like Bristol to say York and there was like a service in York. And then you drove from York up into Scotland and maybe back down into Eng- england somewhere and there'd be a a service in like on the on the scottish borders and then there'd be another service in say liverpool you know mm-hmm. there was it wasn't it's, it's central
0: the it was a, yeah yeah you didn't have the centralized service park mm-hmm. it was the true traveling circus of rally yeah. back in the day right mm-hmm. the, the service crew would travel along uh and would then service the cars uh in this case i guess they can actually service the cars almost between every stage but maybe it's because mm-hmm. every each stage is so long that's yeah. what it'd be to do for a service. Um, so it, it's pretty darn cool. And uh, we have some uh, friends that are going to be actually at this rally that we're going to be able to get some information, follow along. Uh, Martin Brady. Really? Um, co-driver to Seamus Burke. Seamus Burke is competing oh, of in it. Oh, course he is, isn't he? Yes. Of course he is, yes. Uh-huh, so Seamus Burke will be there, as will Barry McKenna with Leon Jordan
1: really? What are they in? It? Mark 1 Escorts or something?
0: Uh, Mark 2 Escorts, yep.
1: Mark 2 Escorts, awesome. Yes. Oh, wow, I should be, uh, be, a bit, I'd be wanting to see their updates, that's for certain.
0: Exactly, so uh-huh. uh, Martin Brady said he would try and get me some info on this uh, event while it's going on, uh, of how mm-hmm. they're doing and, and whatnot, so we'll share that as much as we can over the weekend as well, so make sure you follow our Facebook page and all that.
1: You're not um, going to get your leaves raked, are you? What, with listening to Tall okay, Pines and then fo- following yeah. on to your, um following with the Roger Albert Clark rally as well. Yeah, it's going to be a total fail this weekend, isn't it? (laughs) I'm going to be unproductive (laughs) as hell. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Let's wrap things up. Okay, go ahead. I just got one last thing. Um, We've been following the uh, progress of uh, Sarah McFadden, the visually impaired navigator in uh, in the Irish Rally Championship. And uh, she she was at the uh, prize-givings... For the uh, for the Triton Showers National Irish National Championship at the weekend, where she finished, her and her father finished second in class in cl- in their cl- in class three of the the national championship. So, been following Sarah Sarah all year, so I'm very proud of her. and very happy that she got that second in class finish.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, congratulations to her. Now you've got just have to. Uh... End up second in your championship too. Just
1: it's, it's, it's one of those if if I if Scott and I win and Susie Little and Paul Johansson crash out or don't finish, then I can finish second in class. But I don't hold out much hope for that.
0: Well, give it a try as best you can uh-huh. and uh, else gonna happen out on the stages,
1: right? <laughs> Indeed, that's right.
0: All right. To finish things up, though, uh, remember everybody. Make sure you tune in on uh, this Saturday. Long all day event. There'll be awesome uh, live coverage. Live.crcrally.com. Again, that's live.crcrally.com to follow what's going on with the Tall Pines Rally. Super excited for that. Remember also, if you like what you're, what we're doing with the show, give us a like. Help us out. Give us a follow. Share it with your friends. Leave us a comment. Actually, we had a comment uh, just from the last one, and I'm sorry I didn't get to it on this one, but uh, the question was about us getting some information about how to get started in rallying. I sent a question back, like, did they want to start talk about starting about as a co-driver, car build, driver? I wasn't sure what. Um, the short answer, right away, volunteer. That's the number mm-hmm. one first place to start. So you get to understand the sport down to the roots and understand how timing and scoring works and all that stuff. And and so definitely work time controls. That's probably the first recommendation I can give that person. So, uh, but we'll maybe focus on that in a, in a future show here coming up. But anyways, give us a like, give us a follow, share with your friends. As always, thank you to our guests uh, that were on the show. I'm your host, Mike Shaw. Remember, keep it shiny side up and don't cut. (laughs)